Hello, longtime friends and new listeners to Rock Strikes 10. Thank you for tuning in to my top 10 albums of 2016. Before we get started, and we'll get started in short order, just have a quick programming note and two disclaimers before we get the show officially started. First off, programming note, if this is your first episode, you need to go back just one more episode behind in the show feed. Start off with number 20 in our top 20 of 2016. Hope you enjoy, and we'll see you on the next one. And two quick disclaimers. Number one, all music played on this particular episode, as are all episodes, unless otherwise noted, are 100% legally purchased legit by me, myself, and I, with money out of my own pocket, no donors. The reason I say this and I preach it is because I feel that if you purchase the music yourself, not only will the artist appreciate it more, but you will actually appreciate it more, and that's a fact. Number two programming note and rant. The Rock Strikes 10 top albums of 2016 are in no way bought or paid for. This list is strictly based on personal opinion, taste, and overall performance. There's one thing I can't stand in this world is fixed voting, whether it concerns how we ran our presidential race in the last year or most races and i mean that on both sides of the fence or as it comes to putting a band like radiohead or solange or beyonce on every single list in popular music i guarantee that this show does not contain entries by radiohead solange Knowles, or beyonce Knowles. And if you've heard those records like I have, when you find that secret cure for cancer and HIV in there, please let me know and spread the word. Alright, sit back, relax, turn it up. This is Rock Strikes 10's Top 10 Albums of 2016. Enjoy. Relax. You're quite safe here. <laughs> Good evening, and welcome to Rock Strikes! Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, whether you're doing it at cnjradio.com or you're subscribed and leaving a star rating and review on iTunes, never missing one single episode, and telling your friends. Thank you, especially everybody who does that. All right, it's time for part two of the best albums of 2016, according to me, Joey, here at Rock Strikes 10. It's time for the top 10 albums of 2016. Aren't you excited? I know I am. So these are the ones you just have to have. The ones you have to have this year, no question, no doubt, all scoring like 90 points and above into the 100s. There's a few perfect records here for sure. We're going to kick things off here. With the last of three entries from the Wild Hearts family tree and Ginger's Hey Hello Project checks in here at number 10. Good record here. I don't know if I like it as much as the first Hey Hello because that record is pretty amazing. But to be fair, I just got this record a few weeks ago. I was a little behind, but it's a really cool record. You can't even tell that they're using multiple vocalists on this album. At least I, I couldn't. If you hadn't told me that, I wouldn't have known. But I, I think it's a really cool album, so you must go get it. It's merely just called Hey Hello 2, T-O-O. 
and the kickoff track on the record will sell you instantly whether you're going to like it or not. And kicking off the top 10 albums of 2016 here on Rock Strikes 10, turn it up for this one. It's called All Around the World. That'll wake you up there better than any coffee or energy drink. That was All Around the World by Hey Hello from Hey Hello 2, the number 10 album of the top albums of 2016, according to Rock Strikes 10. Your friend Joey here doing you that free public service. And into number 9 we have here 
the second of two icons that left us this year. Going to play something off of the last intended studio album by Prince. And the year before that, he put out Hit and Run Phase 1. And I think I even said on the Best of Show last year that I wasn't going to include Phase 2. But a physical copy actually did come out in January, just prior to his death. And where Hit and Run Phase 1, I was like, ah, it's pretty good. This one smokes it. Hit and Run Phase 2... What a great note to go out on. A note he didn't even know he was going out on, but it's just a fun, vintage-sounding, party-up kind of Prince record. Loved it. Uh, on par with some of the more recent albums that I loved by him, like Artificial Age and Plectrum Electrum. This is just a cool damn record. So in lieu of getting Hit and Run Phase 1, you should definitely get Hit and Run Phase 2. Good enough for number 9. Ranking somewhere in the 90s on the point system. This is actually the closing song on the record. So the last released song during Prince's lifetime. And a fun, fun party jam here. To put the mood up here a little bit. Even though we're mourning the man. The guy sure knew how to throw a party. And this is proof positive. This is how he went out. This is Big City. Everybody's on the tape Let's get a big brush And paint this town 
up in the air get your button gear go pick up hit and run phase two by prince that was definitely one of the more funkier songs off the album there's some stuff that leans rock and roll and some of that like new romantic new wave pop that he was doing back when people were paying attention overall it's just a really overall great prince record in the upper echelon of albums you should own by him and i mean that i've heard them all go check out that four-part tribute I did to him in the month of March. Spent the whole month on the guy, and he deserved it. You want to hear a catalog get broken down? Go check out those episodes and let me know what you think. All right, next entry here, number eight. And it took about eight years for the follow-up on this one here. So, of course, you know I'm talking about Metallica. Their new album, Hardwired to Self-Destruct, it's been reviewed and analyzed to death already at this point. It's only been out like a month and a half. What I think, I think it's a damn fine record. Definitely could have stood to be a one-disc album. You know, it's an 80-minute record. I think it could have been 65 minutes, and it would have been one of the best albums they've ever done. That being said, you know, that's their journey. They wanted to put out this long album, and, you know, there's a little bit of filler in it, but I think it's still a cool record. I gotta say... Even though Lars and James get the credit for writing the entire album, Kirk Hammond is kind of the MVP of this album for me. His solos on here are excellent. And when you hear the stories about how he lost all of his riffs and solos, and he just cut these just live almost with almost no prep in the studio, he may want to try that again on the next record. That's my opinion. So Kirk is playing excellent on here. His tone's great as always. Band's just super tight. That's what Metallica is known for, being super tight. They're like surgeons in there, and they deserve the position that they're in right now. So overall, I would recommend Hardwired to Self-Destruct. My favorite song by a landslide on this record, and great video too, go look up the video for this, is this song right here. So strap yourselves in for 8 minutes and 15 seconds of Halo on Fire.
I gotta say, I believe that's an instant classic for Metallica. I hope that song makes the set list on the new tour, because I will definitely go if they're playing that. I think I'll just go see them regardless. It's been long enough for me. That was Halo on Fire from their brand new album, Hardwired to Self-Destruct. I recommend getting the three-disc version, because it's not that expensive anyway, and I mentioned this already, but it's definitely worth repeating. The bonus disc has an EP of cover songs on there, as well as a live show they did at Rasputin in San Francisco. Been to that record store. Great record store. All right, moving on here to number seven of the top ten of 2016. Basically tying with Metallica, actually. It's really kind of a tied entry, but for completely different reasons. An album that I loved instantly when it came out, and I was actually a little bit weary on whether or not I was going to really enjoy it all the way through. But, man... This turned out to be a labor of love and left me with the best feeling inside once I heard it. The latest album by The Monkees, it's called Good Times, uh, tying in with their 50th anniversary, yes, 50 years of The Monkees, and it's really, I've never seen a record come out this late in a band's career that really is the culmination of everything that they're about, and even like Fairweather fans, you really should hear this album. It's a great record. All, all the old tricks, you know, they, they have all the original song doctors that were along for the ride originally, all contributing songs, even posthumously. Every living member gets a songwriting credit on here and a lead vocal, and even the ones that aren't around anymore. But it, it doesn't come off as tacky. It, it's kind of a miracle in this day and age to where it doesn't look like a cash grab, that it really sounds like true love and a true labor of love. And it's just, a, it's a, it's called good times for a reason. It just makes you feel good. But uh, this one here, this one came in later on the album. And for a few different reasons, I just really love this song. It's a stand and I think it stands up with anything that any band has put out this year, especially these kids today, you know, I'm going to rant about the kids again today, but you know, these hipsters and stuff, uh, couldn't even approach a song like this and pull it off. So uh, leave it to the people that know what they're doing. And uh, from slightly aging alternative icons here in the shape of Noel Gallagher and the great Paul Weller, they co-wrote this song together for the Monkees. Co-lead vocals here by Mike Nesmith and Mickey Dolenz. And this really is, to me, the band's go at kind of uh, like Brian Wilson's Smile Era type stuff. This is definitely the Monkees heroes and villains right here. So check this one out. One of my favorite songs of the entire year. This is Birth of an Accidental Hipster.
With the producer of the album, Adam Schlesinger, there playing bass and piano and percussion, along with great contributions there vocally from the great Michael Nesmith and Mickey Dolans. That was the Monkees with Birth of an Accidental Hipster off of the Good Times record. I've glommed enough about it. Go get it. All right. Moving into number six. And a guy who I've never bought a full length album by this guy ever until this year. Now I got to go back and get all the other stuff. Thanks, Butch Walker. Yes, the latest Butch Walker album called Stay Gold. Uh, This is the singer-songwriter album of the year for sure. If I got to put a fine point on it, I said this before, all you Springsteen guys out there, you need to know this record. Butch Walker's Stay Gold is a triumph, and I will be listening to it for the rest of my life. I'm pretty damn sure about that title track was great we played it on a recent episode this is another one that really gets me and this one really just says bruce springsteen but man this one punches you in the gut and stays with you so this is butch walker with wilder in the heart Yours 
instant american anthem classic there butch walker and wilder in the heart from the stay gold record go buy it (laughs) i'm just gonna be real blunt now towards the end of the countdown because you understand where i'm going with this i've been saying go buy these records go buy them legit and do all those things from here on out you know that's the deal buy all of these records on the show and support the artists who make them all right getting in to the top five of 2016 a band i've never fallen off with and i'll be honest saying that you know when you compare some of the more recent albums to their initial albums i get it they're not as great but they've always had some moments on their records no matter what they were putting out so i've been a consistent fan like i said never fallen off but the whole rap on this new album here was that it was a return to form to their first two albums, and they even hired a young producer who was determined to do that. And I really, truly believe that the guy pulled it off. So much credit goes to Jake Sinclair for his work with Weezer on their brand new album that came out earlier in the year, simply called Weezer, as they've their fourth self-titled album. This one is unofficially, officially the White Album. And... Yeah, for you people, I I know people that fell off with Weezer after Pinkerton and never came back. It's a shame because you're missing out on a great album here. And I believe this album holds with those first two records. Call it blasphemy, but I believe this is a true statement. Further proof, just go pick it up. Trust me. So from the White Album, or just Weezer, this is Weezer. And I'm going to play this again. I played this earlier in the year, but still my favorite song on the record. And there's so many great songs I love the last track on there, Endless Bummer, but I really wanted to play this one again because it really just kicks ass. So this is Summer Elaine and Drunk Dory.
There you go, some Weezer with the best song with the worst song title, Summer Elaine and Drunk Dory, but it totally works there on the song. Go get the Wide Down by Weezer. It is excellent. Going to move on here to number four. Man, it was hard to really do this top five and rank them properly, but I went ahead and did it with no ties. It's painful, let me tell you. Number four, the slot goes to the Devon Townsend Project, a brand new record called Transcendence. Much like any Devon Townsend record, it is a, a journey of epic proportions. That's probably the best review I could give it without just blabbing and blabbing on about it. But you should know the Devon Townsend Project. It's an amazing, amazing entity. Devon Townsend, one of our finer citizens of the world. And it's almost like he's too good to be super famous because we don't make great musicians super famous anymore. But Devin Townsend would rule the world in any other universe at any other time. So go get all of his records, including this one, Transcendence. Here's another great song from this album that you should own. This song is Stormbending.
Stormbending by the Devon Townsend Project off of their latest album, Transcendence. Go buy it. All right. Time for the top three albums of 2016, according to myself here. Me, Joey, on Rock Strikes 10. And, like I said, it was really hard to do this. I would venture to say this really is a three-way tie for first, but I'm not going to do that. It's so painful. But we're going to go with this one. Number three, the latest record from my favorite band of the big four, Anthrax and For All Kings. This album is amazing. I, If you heard me on Talking Metal, I said if I was going to nitpick this album, the only bad thing I could say about it is that it's not worship music. I think worship music is just slightly more perfect than this album. But that's not me disparaging this album in really any way other than it's not the album that they put out beforehand. You know, it's like a nine and a half versus a nine when you compare worship music to For All Kings. But really, come on. There's there's no reason not to buy this album. It smokes. It's awesome. It's freaking anthrax. They're on fire, putting out the best music of their entire career. And I mean that. Pretty much a scientific fact once you put the record on. Further proof, check out this song here. This is Blood Eagle Wings.
a nice epic standout track from For All Kings by Anthrax. That was Blood Eagle Wings. Hope you enjoyed that out there. Go buy For All Kings. Uh, whether you get it on CD or vinyl, I know, you know, I'm not going to start any civil war here, but regardless of how you get it, the packaging is excellent. I mean, the album's great anyway, but the packaging just really puts it over the top. So, best overall package of the year. The number two album. And, it, it, like I said, this is so hard to rank. And I almost feel like I should have this at number one. But it's it's so close. It's practically tied. I went with a few different variables on why I ranked two versus one. But just just know that these are the best albums of the year. I saw this band live twice this year. They were so good. I went back again and bought all their stuff. Got this one on vinyl. So good. The sophomore album from this band, Nothing. The band is called Nothing. They're from Philadelphia. This album, Tired of Tomorrow, is a true triumph. If you're into heavy music, but like some alternative leanings, some hybrid style, as I say, kind of like I, I've described this band multiple times, and I've used multiple different bands to describe them, Deftones, Hum, Alan Parsons, a lot of different, and put all that in a blender. Like I said, I don't know if they would like those comparisons, but that's how I'm going to describe them. There's so many other influences on this album, but that's truly the great thing about this band here, Nothing, is that you can't really put a fine point on it. Just listen to it. Just put this album on and just escape from the world for a, a nice, solid hour, especially this year, man. I mean, this this to me was the great escape album from all the bullshit that went on in 2016. Uh, even though it's kind of a downer, it, it actually would put me in a good mood. I, I can't explain it. You just have to hear it for yourself. Here's one of the more upbeat songs on the album. So I'll play a little fast-paced, upbeat one. Because I played the ballad the last time I played something off of it. 1990 Heaven, great song. But we're going to play this one here. This is Vertigo Flowers by Nothing.
from an album that will set the standard by which all records will be judged in 2017. Pretty much these top three albums will do that for me. So you've got some hard work ahead of you, 2017. But from Tired of Tomorrow, that was nothing with Vertigo Flowers. Buy that record. It is something else. If you buy the vinyl, you get a free download. I try to mention that whenever I notice that that's something that's going on. I like the best of both worlds myself. How about you? All right. It's time to feed the kitty. I'm going to feed the kitty, pause this, and we'll come back with the number one album of 2016. Right, kitty? Say hi to the people, Willow. And I'm back in no time at all. But the cat is fed, and thank you for your patience. The number one album. And much like the band Nothing, their sophomore album. Like, what's going on? I was talking about these kids today, but these kids over here kicking some serious ass. So good on you to both of these bands for coming up with the best albums of the year. The Spring Chickens pulled it off once again. This band from Austin, Texas here called Scorpion Child. You classic rock fans, classic hard rock fans, metal guys, stoner rock guys, new rock guys. I think everybody is going to love this album. Acid Roulette by Scorpion Child. Got tons of listens from me this year. This is really all you need to know about being a fan of music. When you get in the car, you're like, what do I want to hear? And more often than not, it was this album. So it has to be the best album of the year for me here, Joey, on Rock Strikes 10. So go buy Acid Roulette by Scorpion Child. Also, major mega bonus points for having the best closer of the entire year on any record. It was close with the Weezer one, and they know how to close with a good ballad. But it's been a long time since I heard a really great true closer. And without even looking, I knew that this was it. So I'm going to play it to close off the top 10 records of 2016 here on Rock Strikes 10. This is Scorpion Child and the song Addictions. Turn it up. Come and take my hand and understand that we are one.
number one album of 2016, a.k.a. the song I played the most in the car this year. That was Scorpion Child with the song Addictions off of the album Acid Roulette, which you must purchase this minute. Let's go do that. All right. It's been a hell of a year here, 2016 on Rock Strikes 10. Too many deaths, but on the other side of things, too many great albums to post. So... I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show, whether you've been doing it all year or whether this is your first time. I love you all. You know who you are. But please, I'd love to know that you're listening. So go to cnjradio.com. While you're at it, you can check out every episode of Rock Strikes 10, including the ones that aren't on iTunes anymore. There's links to the Facebook and the Twitter. Send me some love. Let me know you're listening. Retweet the show, however you got to do it. I would love it. Please, make that your New Year's resolution is to write me. That, that's easy, right? People break their New Year's resolutions all the time. This is easy. Write Joey at Rock Strikes 10. Tell him you're listening to the show, how long you've been listening, how you found the show. I'd love to know these things. I really would, and I will be interactive with you. All right. While you're at cnjradio.com, definitely check out and subscribe to the Synaptic Podcast featuring Randy Brown, a true alternative. I produce the show. It's a good show, and I'd listen to it even if I wasn't the producer. Randy's good people. He knows his shit. And, speaking of people who know their shit, while you're on cnjradio.com, check out my brother Chris, who's still killing it out there in Tokyo with the blogs, Wrestling House Show, and Last Theater on the left. Go show him some love over there and leave some comments for him as well. And last but not least, Extra special thanks to Pete and the guys from Spacebeard for the awesome outro. We've been playing it all year. We love it, and we're never going to change. Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband for more information. Purchase their latest album, Gone, one of 2016's finest, and I do mean that, and tell them the Rock Strikes 10 sent you. All right, we will see you on the first proper show of 2017, and until then, have fun. <laughs>